God is glorious in his saints. Welcome to the Christian Saints podcast. My name is Professor Darren Ong, recording from Sepang in Malaysia. In this podcast, we explore the lives of the Christian saints from the Anglican, Roman Catholic, and Eastern Orthodox traditions. Today, we commemorate St. Marguerite Duville. St. Marguerite was an 18th century nun and founder of the Sisters of Charity of Montreal. She was the first person born in Canada to be canonized as a saint. She was born in Quebec from a poor family. Her father died when she was very young. She got married but was in a dysfunctional marriage and her husband, too, died young, as did several of her children. But the tragedies of her early life did not leave her bitter, but rather gave her a compassion and empathy for the poor and suffering that would mark the rest of her life and her ministry. Let us read an account of her life from the website of Duville College, in New York, which is named in her honor. Marie Marguerite Duville was born in Quebec, Canada, in 1701 and was the eldest of six children. After her father died when she was just seven, her family was driven to poverty. It was only through the support of her great-grandfather that she was able to attend the Ursuline Convent in Quebec City at the age of 11 for two years. Upon her return home, she became an invaluable support to her mother and undertook the education of her brothers and sisters. After marrying her husband, Francois Duville, at the age of 20, she soon came to realize that he had no interest in making a home life. A heavy drinker, he would often leave for long periods of time and deal in illegal trading. Even after all of this, when Francois became seriously ill, she faithfully cared for him while pregnant until his death. By age 29, she had experienced desperate poverty and suffered the loss of her father and husband, and saw four of her six children die in infancy. Once widowed, Marguerite dedicated herself to her religious renewal, and she grew in her belief of God's presence in her life. Wanting to pass that belief onto others, she undertook many charitable works provided for the education of her two sons, who later became priests, and welcomed a homeless blind woman into her home. Word had quickly spread of her charity, and Marguerite was soon joined by three young women who shared her love and concern for the poor. 
1737, they consecrated themselves to God and promised to serve Him in the person of the poor. Marguerite, without even realizing it, had become the foundress of the Sisters of Charity of Montreal. Providing a room for the poor, their actions went against the social conventions of the day, and the Uville and her colleagues were mocked and made the object of ridicule by their friends and relatives. Many called them Les Grises, which can mean the grey women, as well as the drunken women, in reference to the Uville's late husband. At first, the home only housed four or five members, but it grew as the women raised funds. A fire would later destroy this home, proving to only strengthen the Uville's commitment to her faith as she rebuilt it and continued in her work. After years of further pledging themselves to helping those in need, the Uville soon earned the nickname Mother of the Poor. In 1747, the General Hospital of Montreal was in ruins and debt, and Uville was asked to become its director. She and her sisters were granted a charter to operate the hospital that they soon brought back into financial security. In 1765, a fire would destroy the hospital, only to see the Uville again turn to her faith and rebuild the hospital. After seeing their great work in the community, the Uville and her followers were now being known as the Grey Nuns of Montreal. She and her sisters rebuilt the hospital and cared for those in most desperate human misery. With the help of her sisters and their lay collaborators, Marguerite laid the foundation for service to the poor. Marguerite died in 1771 after a lifelong service to those in need. Pope John XXIII beatified Marguerite on May the 3rd, 1959 and called her Mother of Universal Charity and she was then canonized in 1990. She is the first native-born Canadian to be elevated to sainthood by the Roman Catholic Church. Marguerite was one woman, but this daughter of the church had a vision of caring for the poor that has spread far and wide. These grey nuns, the Sisters of Charity of Montreal, the order that St. Marguerite founded, still exist today, performing all kinds of works of charity, both in Canada and all over the world. Here is a brief account of the history of the order from their website. Marguerite Dufros de la Jemarais, the widow of François Uville, and the three ladies who were helping her with her charitable work among the poor, decided to consecrate themselves completely to this task by welcoming anyone in need. According to the testimonies of the First Sisters, this consecration was made in secret on the 31st of December, 1737. 
It should be recalled that new religious communities could not be founded in New France at the time. The existing communities came from France and were financially dependent on the king. Thus, it was not desirable to add another financial burden to the state. During this period, there was no one to care of women in difficulty, some of whom were disabled, widowed, or without family support. This problem was serious because the general hospital only welcomed men. It is no accident that the first person welcomed by Marguerite de Uville in the autumn of 1737 was a blind woman in her 60s, the widow Francois Ozon. Marguerite and her associate sisters lived and welcomed the poor to the Le Verrier House on Notre Dame Street in Montreal. These charitable ladies did various kinds of handiwork, especially sewing, in order to ensure their subsistence. They devoted themselves to contemplation and prayer when they were not caring for their borders. In January 1745, a terrible fire destroyed this house and put its inhabitants on the street. Two days later, Marguerite and her companions recognized this hard trial as a sign to commit themselves to their mission more concretely. They signed a new agreement called the Original Commitment, which placed all their possessions in common. One of the clauses in this commitment is to receive, feed, and shelter as many poor as we can take care of. During the following two years, Marguerite and her little community had to move four times. The original commitment of 1745 was signed by Marguerite and her first three associate sisters. Each sister of the community has signed the commitment in her turn up to the present day. The first vows made in 1737 are considered as the founding event of the Sisters of Charity of Montreal, the Grey Nuns, even if the King only authorized the founding of the new community in 1753. So that this union may be firm and lasting, we have promised to live together for the rest of our lives, unreservedly to consecrate our time, our industry, and even our lives to labor, the product thereof to be put in common to provide subsistence for the poor and for ourselves. The General Hospital of Montreal, founded by Francois Charon, had fallen into bankruptcy since the death of its founder. Only two elderly brothers were attempting as best they could to care for several poor people who were as ill as they were. The building was in need of major repairs. Finally, the authorities of the colony decided to appoint Marguerite de Uville as the provisional administrator of the hospital. Henceforth, the institution welcomed women and men alike, poor people, disabled and mentally challenged, abandoned children, and the so-called fallen women. In the terminology of the 17th century, a general hospital was an institution that took in old people, the ill, and the poor. Healthcare, by contrast, was dispensed at Hotel Dieu. 
Over time, the word hospital has come to mean a healthcare establishment, even though the word hospice has been used for a long time for a place where people with loss of autonomy are cared for. A general hospital was opened on the Pointe à Calais in 1692 through the generosity of François Charon de la Barre, who founded the community of the Brothers Hospitalers of the Cross and of Saint Joseph, called the Charon Brothers. Although the king was opposed to the creation of this new community, François Charon went to France to encourage young men to join the ranks of the Charon Brothers. He died in 1719, however, on his way back to New France. With the passing years, the community no longer recruited new members and dissipated itself in a number of undertakings that eventually led to its bankruptcy. After a lively dispute between Marguerite and the intendant, Bigot, who wanted to transfer the poor people of Montreal to the General Hospital of Quebec City, the community was at last recognized by King Louis XV. In June 1753, the king signed the latter's patent of the community, and Marguerite, called the widow Uville, officially became administrator of the General Hospital of Montreal. Marguerite and her companions began wearing the religious habit that was worn in the congregation until the 1960s. By order of Bishop de Pontbriand, the sisters received the rule that organized the community's life. Henceforth, the people of Montreal recognized and appreciated the work of Marguerite in caring for the poor of the city. People on the streets were heard saying, Go to the Grey Nuns. They never refuse anything. During that year, the sisters devoted themselves entirely to the victims of a major smallpox epidemic. Since they were not cloistered, they could visit the afflicted. They even cared for the First Nations people in Oka. The First Nations people were grateful to the community and can be found listed among the benefactors who contributed to the rebuilding of the hospital after the fire of 1765. At the Grey Nuns, lodging and food were offered to as many people as they could receive. In exchange, all the able-bodied people worked. Some did the laundry, while others prepared the meals. Others sewed clothing and tents and did other kinds of needlework for the parishes and the king's stores. One day, Marguerite even welcomed Intendant Bigot while she was wearing her work clothes because she had been in the process of making candles. In addition to taking in the poor, Madame de Uville received some ladies who paid for their board and benefited from the friendly hospitality that reigned in the house in spite of poverty. According to the annals of the Grey Nuns, Marguerite's goodness of heart and friendliness tempered the austerity of the place and made life at the general hospital pleasant. The lowly task and hard work performed by the sisters were punctuated by periods of spiritual reflection that accompanied them in the care they gave to the poor. The woman, who would henceforth be called Mother Uville, lived a deep spirituality based on the love of the Eternal Father, a father who is compassionate and loving to his children. 
she put her trust in him and in divine providence. God be praised, divine providence sees to everything. My complete trust is in it. As superior of the community, Marguerite instructed her novices in the importance of daily prayer, which builds up trust in God the Father and allows one to surrender to his providence. She taught the ways of charity, which enable one to tolerate the faults of others and hope that ours will likewise be tolerated. One of the community's rules concerned the sister's clothing, which was designed by Marguerite de Uville. Since you believe it would be advisable for all those who make up your house to be dressed uniformly. Once again, Marguerite surprised her contemporaries. Her nun's habit was not black like those of the other communities, but grey beach as a display of humility. Moreover, she did not wear a veil, but a kind of bonnet that was more practical for everyday work. St. Marguerite's letters and writings are stored in the archives of the Sisters of Charity of Montreal, and from these we can glean something of her spirituality. She has a strong sense of love and the providence of God. This is rather amazing considering the poverty and suffering she had to experience in her early life. Let us contemplate the summary of the spiritual life of St. Marguerite. Again, from the website of her Sisters of Charity in Montreal. The spirituality of Marguerite de Uville can be situated within the wider stream of Catholic reform in France in the 17th century. A number of mystics and theologians came out of this movement, including Saint Jean Udy, Saint Vincent de Paul, and Jean-Jacques Ollier, the founder of the Society of the Priests of Saint-Sulpice. The members of that society were the Lord's proprietor of the island of Montreal from 1659. They were in charge of the parish of Notre-Dame, and one of them, Louis Lomont de Faradon, became the spiritual director of Marguerite de Uville after Gabriel du Lascois. In 1727, like a number of Montreal ladies, Marguerite de Uville joined the confraternity of the ladies of the Holy Family. According to her biographers, it was at this time that she experienced a mystical encounter with God the Eternal Father. She was often alone and mourning the deaths of three of her children. Perhaps she recalled the words of her great-grandfather, Pierre Boucher. God will care for you, and he will be a father to you. All her life, Marguerite de Uville had a strong devotion to and trust in God the Father and His Divine Providence. In 1766, she wrote, The Divine Father has been the object of all my trust for nearly 40 years. The trust in the goodness of God and His justice towards all enabled her to achieve charitable works of astonishing scope, even by today's standards. It becomes explicit if 
are considered that she laid the foundations for the social and community services that we are currently familiar with in our society. In a recent study, Sister Estelle Tardif interpreted Marguerite's thought in the following way. The cry for help from the poor did not come to her only from without. It arose from within herself, a poor person among poor people. A woman of silence, she experienced a profound communion with the fatherhood of God and was able to hear the cry of the poor without the poor making a sound. For her, the poorest of the poor was the person who had the greatest need of God in order to become a man or woman. The dream was to liberate the poorest of the poor in an encounter of the poor with the poor, to liberate the poor person by teaching him or her through action that he or she is loved. Marguerite de Uville left to her contemporaries and to future generations a spiritual legacy marked by an unconditional compassion for the poor and an inextinguishable faith in God the Father and His providence. Her example will remain forever a source of inspiration for those who are working for the coming of a civilization of love and justice. For Marguerite, God was a father on whom she could count. The name given to God under the aspect of His care for us is the providential God or divine providence. It is the way in which God shows His care in the concrete events of our lives through intermediaries who are attentive to needs of the poor and marginalized. This faith in divine providence made Marguerite bold in her choice of life. Through storm and tempest she stood firm, knowing that God's help was assured to her, since she was seeking the well-being of the poor. She testified to this frequently. In a letter dated 17th October of 1768, she said, Providence is wonderful. It has means we cannot understand to relieve those who trust in it. It provides for everything. In it is my trust. In another letter, dated the 21st of September, 1771, Blessed be God, divine providence provides for everything. All my trust is in it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Christian Saints Podcast. Look for the Christian Saints Podcast page on Facebook or Instagram, or find us on Twitter at podcast underscore saints. All music in this episode was composed by my good friend James John Marks of Generative Sounds. Please check out his music at generativesoundsjjm.bandcamp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider giving us a five-star review on iTunes, or whatever podcast app you use, so more people can find the Christian Saints podcast and be blessed by these stories of God's saints. Let us end this podcast episode with this prayer to St. Marguerite de Uville. O oh, St. Marguerite de Uville, you who spent your life helping people in need, Please help me in my present need. I know that your prayers are powerful before God the Father, and I rely on you to obtain this petition that I am making in complete trust. 
Mother of universal charity, may your example encourage me to seek God before all else and to serve Him in my brothers and sisters in need. Amen. Thank you.